0: Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. I've said a number of times on this podcast that I have theories about what Heathcliff is that aren't necessarily ones, you know, I've spoken about on the podcast. They're also not ones I've seen people discuss publicly publicly in other media about Heathcliff. And I don't know the degree to which I really believe them, but I'm going to share one of them with you today. A lot of the stuff I've read about Heathcliff, where people have been like, let me, you know, talk about what this is or whatever. Let me figure this out. Uh, A lot of it's been very funny and well-written or well-stated. But I haven't seen anything that imagines Heathcliff as anything but for the audience that's reading it, if that makes sense. You know, people will say, like, I think the writer is attempting to express this to me, to us, to the world. And I'd like you to consider something else. Arrested Development does not seem to be going well. Uh, They're together another season. They're touring in support of the season. Jeffrey Tambor has already been kicked off of another show because he apparently and allegedly is a monster, which is unfortunate because I like a lot of his work, but not so much that I'm going to watch a monster. Um, The various males on the show that are not Michael Sarah have uh, said a lot of things that indicate that they don't really understand um, maybe what's going on or why it's bad, which is unfortunate. Their promotional tour got halted after uh, particularly... Terrible interview in the New York Times, which I encourage you to go read right now. With a uh, the writer was Soap and Deb, and you can find it on the Times's website. I'm sure. I'll wait. So just hit pause and then come back. Yeah, not good, right? Not good, not good. When when your your female co star is sobbing that you are not listening to her, not hearing her on issues of harassment by a guy who got kicked off of another show for, yes, a different type of harassment, but still harassment. Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe you should stop doing that. Now, I mean, why am I talking about it? I never liked Arrested Development. Uh, And this is not to say anything particularly, like, good about me. Like, because I've liked plenty of work by problematic people. Um, So I'm not bringing it up to say, like, "I, uh, I caught this early or anything like that. This is not about me. It's just that you can't really bring up Arrested Development in the current environment and not talk about what's going on with Arrested Development. So I wanted to sort of contextualize it to that because it's also a perfect example of what I'm trying to get towards, which is the reason I didn't like Arrested Development was because it felt very targeted to me. The same with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, it felt like if there was... Uh, Somebody running a formula on, you know, people who look and act and sound like me and have my ideas about the world. Um, They would run that formula and it would spit out those two shows. And everybody I knew who liked those two shows was that. So to me, it felt like it was sort of pandering to me. But also, I'm not somebody who's very comfortable in my own skin. Not the biggest fan of myself in some ways. And so to have something try to assault or target that seemed also troubling to me. Um, Which may be sad. I don't know. But the point is, I was never a fan of it because uh, it was so micro-targeted. However, if my theory of Heathcliff is correct, the one I'm about to tell you about, Arrested Development's got nothing on Heathcliff. So let me describe to you the Heathcliff panel from May 23rd, 2018. As we often see, there's a street that sort of cuts the panel in half at the midpoint. And there's sort of a forced perspective uh, we can see sort of down the street because it, as it recedes towards the upper right of the panel, it proceeds towards the lower left of the panel, if that makes sense. On the far side of the street, the street that's across the street from us, we can see three and a half suburban houses. They're virtually identical, except for their coloring. Uh, From farthest to nearest, orange, yellow, pink, and then that brutalist gray, we can see five walkways Uh, because one of the walkways presumably attaches to a house uh, that we don't see. That would be the walkway closest to us. We just can't see its house. The panel edge cuts it off. So we see these three-and-a-half identical homes. We see their windows, their chimneys. They've all got chimneys. They've all got trees. They've all got lawns. And they've all got walkways approaching the sidewalk. On the far side of the street... The, street, the side of the street that we, the viewer, are on. There's a sidewalk, and there's a sort of park or lawn that abuts the sidewalk. And the park or lawn has a, um, a bird feeder, or uh, a bird bath, right? Birdbath. Um, sort of a bowl on a pedestal with two birds in it. Moving back to the far side of the street, where the houses are and the walkways are, The five walkways have five cats on them. Each cat is reaching the end of the walkway. They are walking on their hind legs towards the street. Each cat has its left foot forward, its right foot back. Each cat has its right hand down, its left hand up. As if it's carrying a tray, but there's nothing in its hand. There's enough difference in each of the cats that I think he freehanded this. I don't think this is a cut and paste job. From farthest away to nearest to us, there's a yellow cat, a white cat, a gray cat, another yellow cat, and then Heathcliff himself. So Heathcliff is nearest to us. Each cat, including Keithcliffe, has his tail sticking out straight behind him. Each cat has the exact same expression on his face. He's smiling. His mouth is open, but kind of slack-jawed. And he's staring into the distance. But not at Anything in particular? It doesn't look like they're looking at the bird bath, for example. It Looks like they're just looking across the street. So all five of these cats walked down the, their paths in lockstep, arrived at their path, the end of their paths, the sidewalk, at exactly the same moment, with exactly the same posture, facial expression. And holding their arm, their left arm, awkwardly akimbo in exactly the same way. And across the street, the birds see this. There are two bluebirds in the birdbath. One of them, his mouth is open. And he provides, he provides the caption. And the caption is, Oh, crud. Okay. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. Imagine a park. You know, it's one of those parks um, with a lot of entrances and exits. You see them in New York or, or D.C., you know? Like, they're on the French model, so there's, like radiating paths out from the center. And there's benches everywhere. It's springtime as it is right now. There's a bench in that park every day. A man walks to that bench, sits down, opens his newspaper. Does this every day. He's a very nondescript man. You wouldn't think to look at him a second time. But if you were close enough to him and you would have no reason to get close to him, you might notice a couple things. You might notice, for example, that his hair is a little too dark Or that his glasses, you know, the glass in them, it doesn't seem to distort his face behind them. Just looks like this plain glass in his glasses. You might notice as well that there's like no, nothing you could identify on his clothes, like no logos. Not even on his shoes. Nothing you could attach to except like dark pants, brown shoes, but not bra- not Adidas, not not jeans. Just very, very, very generic-looking man with too dark hair and glasses that don't seem have actual lenses in them. So this man sits down, and he, every day he reads the newspaper, say, 8.45 in the morning. Probably before work. I mean, if you were guessing, you know? What he does, no idea. Who he does it for, no idea. Anyway, he opens the newspaper. And every day he sort of flips through it. Every day he comes to the comic page and he looks at the comic page. He never laughs at the comic page. That's fine. Most comics aren't really LOL funny, you know? Like some of them are funnier than others. But most people just read the comic page and sort of passes them by and then they go on about their business. He always, if you thought about it, you'd realize... He always takes a little longer to read the comic page than might be necessary. Today, he opens the paper, he flips through it like always, and he comes to the comic page. And he reads one panel... Doesn't think much of it. Reads another. And then casually his glance goes over to another panel. And suddenly he recognizes something. He recognizes five smiles. He recognizes five left hand aloft. He recognizes left foot forward. Behind the glass non-lenses of his glasses, his eyes go wide. And then he takes a moment. He exhales. He calms himself. And he takes out a small notebook. He writes something in that notebook folds the paper and he quickly walks out of the park and at the northeast end of the park he takes the newspaper and he wraps it around whatever he's written if you weren't watching him you wouldn't have seen him do it he's very good at what he does He throws the newspaper away. It's the same place he always throws that newspaper. And then he's gone. While you were watching the newspaper, he was just gone. Maybe if you're careful, if you look really hard, you might notice that there's a man down the street... But the colour of his clothes are different. And he's wearing a hat. And you don't think your guy was wearing a hat. Anyway, if you start to walk towards that trash can interested, you'd notice that a few seconds afterwards, a guy just you know, looking for cans. Starts going through the trash, pulling the cans out. And he looks at the newspaper. He pulls it out. He puts it under his arm. And he walks away. A couple more cans. What would that piece of paper have said if you'd gotten gotten to it before the guy with the cans? What did it tell the guy with the cans? I call this theory the theory of one audience member. It imagines a lot about Gallagher's backstory. It imagines a lot about the world we're in right now. And it's probably not true. Probably. Anyway, that's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening, as always. As always, you know, don't rate or review this on iTunes. You've got way better things to do with your time. But, if you want to tell a friend about it, I'd really appreciate it. They can... Search for the podcast on any of the pod apps that catch podcasts. It's called This Week's Heathcliff. Pretty sure if you enter This Week's Heathcliff on any of them, you'll find it because I'm pretty sure it's the only thing that's called This Week's Heathcliff. And you can always email me, Dave, at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com. All that will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.